Welcome to the Alchemical Wellness Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm an herbal alchemist who specializes in biofield tuning and life guidance. My name is Raquel. I'm a holistic nutritionist and chef, as well as a wild pregnancy advocate and free birth keeper. And we are Black Bear Herbery. We're here to empower you to exist within the sovereignty of nature and transform your mind, body, and soul. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Yeah, I don't know if you want a little brief introduction on on us at all, and then um, I think we are. Are we technically recording right now? Yeah, we're recording right now. So we're recording right now, just so you know. And then we will. He's the master editor, so he'll get it all edited <laughs> and start. You know when we want, but awesome, perfect. Yeah, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you do and what you know your ultimate goal is here um yeah Yeah. awesome well um i found your page your wild birth on instagram uh back in september when we were in switzerland the two of us and it was right basically upon the conscious conception of our baby that i am now holding at 39 weeks conception since conception date so yeah so found your page and just really resonated with the information that you're sharing and uh you know also just super grateful for all of the valuable information that you're sharing just freely and that's a big thing that speaks to us in our business as well because you know we we just want to share the knowledge of herbalism holistic nutrition wild and free pregnancy and birth you know we want to share that information freely with people because that's kind of the whole basis of what we do at black bear herbery it's surrounded by and within sovereignty and the ideas of you know attuning to nature which is sovereign and answers basically only to herself and also shares super freely amongst all of us so collaboration over competition exactly so yeah that's that's kind of you know we right now we offer seven products that we give out you know offer through different platforms such as our website and also some retail partners we have stores that sell our products um and then we've started this podcast as a way to just continue to share free information and connect with our community too you know so yeah yeah Yeah. anything else you want to add you summed it up really nice (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then i mean i kind of know just from following you but if you want to give a little bit of your introduction and what you want to share yeah all the things that i do yeah i mean i feel like i've been trying to understand what it is that i even want to do or can do when it comes to birth. And I've almost had my account, Your Wild Birth, for a year. Um, And it's really just been a wonderful learning opportunity. Um, I mean, what I do is I share what I learn and what I think and what I feel about birth and pregnancy and motherhood. Um, And now it's evolving into a space where I'm, you know, beginning a community to bring women together to be able to 
talk about their love of birth and pregnancy and motherhood. Um, and then I also have educational resources that I've created that um, I'm going to continue to expand upon. So it's a little bit of education, a little bit of community, um, but mostly my goal is to just support women as they walk through pregnancy, birth, uh, postpartum, and motherhood, and just to continue mm. to listen to others' experiences so I can sort of help them create the experience that they want. So in a nutshell, that's what I'm doing right now. Who knows about tomorrow? <laughs> I'm always moving and grooving like the next thing. So. I love that. Yeah, we resonate with that energy for oh, yeah. sure. And yeah. for woman experiencing pregnancy, I can say check and check. You are completing your goals. I feel super supported by, you know, your space that you've created over on Instagram. And who knew that I could feel, you know, seen and valued and heard through something like social media. You know what I mean? Um, just a lot of the things that I'm experiencing in this wild pregnancy and thinking about birthing in a sovereign way, it's it's not very resonant with my current friend group or family group. And that's okay. They're they're still supportive and open to hearing, but I I've literally never met someone in person who has actually birthed or even experience pregnancy the way that that I am and that I plan to birth. So it's been really nice to to connect with what you've created. Yeah, I mean, that I think is really the biggest struggle that even I'm finding, you know, I just went through my first wild pregnancy and free birth. And while I kind of got onto that path because I was surrounded by a lot of women who had been home birthing. Um, I kind of took it one step further after I started learning about birth a little bit more and looking into home birth. And, and yeah, I mean, it really, we're all just so conditioned. And I've found that even I'm conditioned, even after all the things I've learned and all the things I've shared and all the people I've connected with, I'm even still conditioned to fear birth. I even still have those fears pop up in my head when I'm thinking about the next birth where I'm like, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And how am I going to handle that? And yeah. And then it's hard to share that and work through that with a lot of people because they're like, oh, well, yeah, then you shouldn't do it. And that's pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, share your fear and then they affirm your fear and basically, you know, it, so yeah, that's, I think what I've found when I was really exploring what I can contribute, it is that ultimately I can contribute empathy for feeling like you're the only person doing what you're doing and mm. being surrounded by people that have no idea how to hold space for that. And not even really at a fault of their own because we're all working through the same conditioning in our own way. Um, but, you know, even still, it's nice to know that there's other people facing those fears, but keeping their plans the same. Mm, wow. That gives me chills. <laughs> That's beautifully said. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's important to honor that all the feelings we have come up, right? Not, not totally dismiss them, but also stay, stay true to ourselves and our authentic track. And 
be able to be affirmed that, you know, it's okay to have those fears and you're still powerful and going to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's basically what we were I talking about last time. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I know. I'm very curious what you guys were talking about. Like the, the <laughs> late conversations are like the best ones. Mm, yeah. So good. And we were just talking about, um, you know, complications and fears around um, birth in general and how um, it's more important to have the information and the knowledge than to be afraid of the what if. Mm -hmm. Just like soothing those fears by equipping yourself with like the the education yeah you said it perfectly isabella in your your wild birth guide you know you talk about at the introduction before you go into the variations of normal and the emergencies like the way i understood what you're saying is that the education and arming yourself with that knowledge is how you do work through and overcome those fears. And it's it's only normal to have those fears. And also, I think a lot of the population, and, and this applies to everything, not just birth, but a lot of people will tend to let those fears, they will run away with those fears due to a lack of education, just not knowing how valid that what if scenario actually is yeah and you miss out on a lot of awesome opportunities because you let the fear control you right yeah yeah. it's very true and that i think is probably one of the biggest conversations in this space like you know i do weekly q a's on my instagram and i mean i feel like so often i'm getting the question how do i overcome my fear how do i get through the fear and Something I really try and remind people is that your fear is not working against you. It's not Mm. something that, I mean, it's not something you have to fear. Uh, You know, it's a natural part of being a human being with a brain that's trying to exist in the world. We're supposed to scan our environment. We're supposed to, you know, think into the future and imagine all the what ifs. That's, that's, part of our brain's purpose is to prepare us. Um, And in that preparing, it says, oh, well, what if this happens? How will you handle that? Let's go ahead and pre-think about that. So yeah, when a fear pops up, the, I mean, honestly, one of the best things you can do is go down the rabbit hole of, of trying to either validate or invalidate that fear and just allow it to exist and then say, okay, thank you, fear. And then either it's a valid fear and you mm. learn something new or it's an irrational fear and it's still helping you in one way or another. And you can just say, thanks, but I don't need that anymore. I figured out that's not necessary, you know? So I feel like just being able to embrace your fear and realize that your fear isn't gonna stop you from birthing your baby. Because your brain's not really a process anyway. Your body's doing it. So whatever fear pops up in your head, that's not stopping your body from birthing your baby. Yeah, I think just weeding through that fear. And Mm -hmm. I loved how you say that, you know, fear isn't going to stop you from birthing your baby because the baby will still Mm -hmm. come, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's sort of where I think I'm even still working through this um, as well, where we feel like we have to do something. Um, like um. we feel birth is an active process that we're participating in. And um. I think when we are in that mindset, which is so easy to be in because we always look at the process of birth as either you're doing something or you're um. doing something. And sometimes the not doing, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but like sometimes the not doing in birth is the most that you can do to help um. go the way it needs to. Um, and yeah, I feel like we, we think of birth as this thing that we can get in the way of or that we can really have any control over at all but and this is even true a true parallel in parenting and birth where in parenting a lot of people focus on controlling the child mm. but really what we need to control is the environment that the child is in and create an environment where the child can thrive so wow is kind of the same thing where we actually have no control over the process of birth and uh, the same way we really have no control over our children <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the best that we can do is control the environment in which we're in um, mm -hmm. while birth unfolds and I mean because our birth is happening in like the subconscious part of our brain and so if that's where it's happening, then it doesn't matter what intrusive thoughts come in. It doesn't matter what fear comes in. It really, whatever's happening in the forefront of your brain doesn't matter at all. As long as your subconscious feels safe and secure and knows that, you know, that everything is okay, that's really all you can do to control birth is to create an environment where your subconscious feels safe. Wow. Yeah, it's it's stepping out of the ego mind and into that like primal or spiritual space mm. and just tapping into that. Right. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, love the parallel with parenting too, you know. That is I mean, wouldn't it make sense for birth to be that preparation both mentally and emotionally to really prepare you for that surrender that's needed? in conscious parenting as well that's amazing yeah. i mean you can see the parallel in the way most people birth and in the way most people parent most wow. people birth, trying to control birth and most people parent trying to control their kid yeah. and i mean i even noticed this because i had two hospital births where i was all in i mean with my second I had pretty much already decided that I was not capable of birthing. So mm. I wanted an induction because my mom was going to be there and I didn't want to have the baby after she left. I, I mean, ultimately somehow I lucked into the doctors not agreeing to that, which was <laughs> great because then I was able to learn that I can birth, you know, like I am capable of that. Um, mm. I wanted to get an epidural, but I got to the hospital too late. So it was really, 
I was on that conveyor belt, just completely convinced that birth was something that we had to manage and control. And that really, you know, was up to us to decide how it worked. Um, And even though I was aware of like conscious parenting, peaceful parenting, and I was attempting to apply those methods to my own parenting, I still had that core belief that if I didn't control my kids, they would turn out to be, you know, mass murderers, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And it really wasn't until I actually went through a birth where I didn't try to control it that it finally clicked in my mind. And now the way that I interact with even my older kids is so different because I know what it feels like to protect the environment Mm. without controlling what's in the environment, if that makes sense. Or, you know, without controlling birth, without controlling my kids, just protecting the space that we're in. Um, and now, I mean, I really take that role more seriously than I ever have to protect that space. Um, and yeah, it's incredible. The lessons we learn about birth, even when we think we know everything about Mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And parenting too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and parenting too. That's, that is really one of the things I say is the best thing that you can do as a parent is to accept the fact that your kids are going to come to you one day and give you the honest, clear picture of who you really are. And it's not good. And you have to just be prepared to hold that space for their perspective of who you are to them. Um, Mm. You know, I mean, my oldest is almost six and that day is going to (laughs) come. But, you know, it's it's also a gift because it's so hard to see yourself clearly. Mm. Um, and and birth shows you who you are. I learned so much from my recent free birth about who I really am deep down. Um, and, and kids show you who you really are. Um, and then you can you can really work on yourself once you know the truth about yourself. So. Wow. wow yeah it makes me wonder comparing your hospital experiences to your free birth like I mean you know every birth is a birth and I don't want to invalidate anyone that has had hospital births so you know with that being said how do you compare the the downloads or the transmissions you received learning about yourself through your hospital birth experiences versus free birthing at home. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I always kind of grew up in this like more holistic household. Like my mom was very like food is medicine, whatever, whatever. And then when I got pregnant with my first child, I mean, really, all that I knew about pregnancy was what most people know, which is you go to the OB and then you go through all the tests and all the things and then you go to the hospital, you have a baby and then you go home. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I never thought to go to the doctor for anything else but being pregnant. Um, So it's hard to look to like put myself back into being 23 year old me and 
and getting into the mindset of what I learned because I don't think that I learned anything from that birth for a really long time uh. except that I learned a lot of false narratives about myself that I then had to kind of complete that cycle in my uh. first, where as I was walking through my wild pregnancy, I had to realize that I, I picked up all these beliefs that I don't know what I'm doing, that I can't trust myself because I went into my first pregnancy fully believing that I was going to be capable of going into birthing my baby. I believed that birth was a natural, normal process. And then all of that completely crumbled. And I, you know, I remember just feeling so ashamed of getting an epidural mm. and just, and just really wondering, like, why was it so hard for me? Like, what's wrong with me that I couldn't, um. that I couldn't do it? Um, and, and yeah, I really held that belief for a long time that, that there was something wrong with me that I couldn't trust myself that I'm always, you know, and that's probably playing on like some other, you know, trauma as well, that that's where my brain went to. But then once I was pregnant with my third and I really just started, well, I guess with my second birth, I learned that I can birth children. Uh. Um, and that was a really wonderful thing, but I still didn't really get that confidence back um, that I was capable of caring for my children and being what my children needed because then during that time, I had my postpartum taught me that I wasn't good enough for my kids. Um, and and that was really a difficult time where my second had a tongue tie and I'm still learning and unlearning and relearning things about tongue tie. So I can't right. really on that at all, but he had it. And at the time, the best information that I had was to clip it and then move on. Um, and we didn't find that out that he even had that until six months. And our breastfeeding journey was like, you know, horrible, basically. I mean, I didn't sleep more than an hour for the first year of his life. And uh, every time I would take him to his routine, like well checks or whatever, um, uh, I would tell the doctor, like, he's crying all the time. He's inconsolable. And every time she would just look at me and say, well, you know, babies just cry. And so having that, having that be the thing that she said, I, I would just hold my baby crying and think, you know, he was born to the wrong mom. Like he, he wasn't, he doesn't want me to be his mom. And I just kept thinking I was the problem. I'm the problem. And it was really, I think, you know, that's, that's where I think it's so hard for me when I look at hospital birth now is because I didn't learn any truth through mm. experiences. And it's not to, yeah, I mean, I don't really judge any woman for choosing to birth in the hospital because I've been there. Like, I get it. I understand. And at the same time, I do think that having the real honest view of what it can do. I mean, if you can go through the system completely untouched and 
still feeling in your power, that's great. And honestly, for a long time, I thought I did have an empowered, you know, birth where I got all those rite of passage. Like I got the ultrasounds, I got the epidural, I got, you know, the whatever, all of that felt like a rite of passage for so long until I started actually learning the truth. Mm. Started actually learning that that I am capable and that I am the best, you know, the best option for my kids. Like that I, I am capable of loving them the way they need to be loved and caring for them the, na- the way they need to be cared for. Um, and I think really in my free birth, I, I learned a lot of truth through my wild pregnancy, but ultimately what I learned about myself is that I don't have to be perfect in order to do the right thing. If that mm. like, like I don't have to do everything the right way. I mean, even with my free birth, I walked away a little bit traumatized because I realized how much I was trying to run from the intensity mm. of and right. so- and eventually it's going to catch up to you and eventually you're going to have to face it one way or another. And, um, you know, and that was my time. So there you go. It's <laughs> amazing. Wow. Yeah. The, the ultimate truth coming up and through that experience, that sounds so powerful. And yeah, I think you share it in such a, beautiful way and a concise way that people can relate to and understand, you know, like even relating the the different steps you go through in the system, still feeling at that moment like those rites of passage, but ultimately that true, authentic, that authentic truth, you know, coming through the free birth space, it just, it's incredibly powerful, it sounds like. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, I think that's where, you know, I sometimes get, I don't know, I sometimes have a little bit of a hesitation when people really want to push like pain-free birth. Um, I think some people do it in a way that opens up possibility for transformation in birth. And then I think sometimes it's a really just, you know, catchy sales tactic and it's it's difficult and maybe part of me is just bitter because i'm like i want to have the pain-free birth you know (laughs) that's part of it but i think another part of it is you're supposed to birth the way you're supposed to birth um and you can gather any you know you can gather the techniques you can learn how to breathe the right way for anyone who can't see, I'm doing quotation marks. Um, you know, you can learn how to do all the right things and maybe reduce your pain in birth. But I think sometimes we need the pain, you know, like I, and I mean, maybe sometimes we don't, but I think in general, when you're so focused on doing the right things in birth to make it less painful or make it less intense, you're kind of overstepping the entire purpose, which is to push you to your limit. And then once you get pushed to that limit, 
maybe there's a choice you can make to either give in or fight. And I know I'm definitely a fighter and that's what I learned. I learned, I don't want to give in. I don't always want to just say, I'll be okay. I like to get into that drama of the pain and, you know, the yelling and the whatever, but, but I needed to know that. And if I had, you know, I mean, in my first birth, I got the epidural and I think that I, I think I missed out on learning who I am when I'm pushed to my ultimate limit. And I think that left me um, very blind to being able to soothe myself and regulate myself when I'm being, when my limits are being pushed. Um, And again, yeah, that preparation for motherhood, kids are going to push you to your limit and they're going to bring up every single little bit of hurt and pain that you've ever felt in your life. And it's going to be intense. Um, So what are you going to do? Are you going to surrender to it? Are you going to allow your children to be who they are? Or are you going to fight? And are you going to push back? And are you going to try and subdue them to make your pain less intense? Um, Yeah, so I just, it it is hard when you have that, you know, that pain-free birth, you know, being Um. face all the time, because I don't, think it's supposed to be pain-free for every woman at every birth. Mm. That's incredible. I also feel like it's, you know, redefining the way that people think about pain. And we're so conditioned to associate, like, the tiny little scrapes that we get outside with pain or, um, you know, it's, yeah, just changing changing it from being a negative association into like something that can bring so much transformation and opportunity for becoming a stronger, better person through feeling the body and feeling your you know, your muscles moving and contracting and mm-hmm. even tearing and like it's just such a cool phenomenon that the body can go through that and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Resilience. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that really just brings me back to kind of that, that generational conditioning that I think makes, you know, that makes the idea of numbing birth so appealing because if you think about what most of us are told like you scrape your knee and you start to cry or you freak out or you you know I know my kids like they put on like this show for me when they get hurt you know (laughs) and and it's because they're trying to say I need you I need you to come here Mm -hmm. with me be with me and I feel myself even getting really overwhelmed when they do that and wanting to say ah you're okay just be quiet Mm -hmm. you know the show um But in doing that, it's like we're kind of saying, no, 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 don't be hurt. Don't be hurt because I'm upset now that you're hurt. And we kind of tell our kids and we were told as kids that pain brings abandonment or pain brings ridicule or pain brings, I mean, whatever experience you had, pain doesn't often bring in healing and connection and love and light. (laughs) Because 
not what we were given when we were growing up. And yeah, I mean, I think that definitely has a lot to do with it is that relationship to pain and how we are conditioned to perceive it. Um, it's really tempting to run away, but at the same time, I don't really know anyone who's ever grown in a positive way because they were having the best time of their life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's always that devastating moment that, that again, pushes you to your limit and tells you, what are you going to do? Are you going to change or are you going to try and push this away and keep going the way you were going before? Yeah. Wow. So reframing that pain as an opportunity to, like you said, the the paths diverge and you have an opportunity to either learn which way you will, which path you will choose or to just choose it and see what happens from there. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm really curious to know, like, what your dream birth looks like with that mm. being horizon and then all this talk of pain and knowing that yeah. it's <laughs> yeah it's it's awesome this is really really a great conversation to be having right now you know approaching the the liminal space that I'm in right now between pregnancy and birth and it it will be my first time experiencing birth at all let alone a free birth mm-hmm. um and I'm, I'm just thinking a lot as we're talking about my own relationship with pain from, from childhood and um, just some really traumatic things that I've experienced around both physical and emotional pain and really not being taught how to hold that, let alone handle or process that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be real vulnerable and out there, to put myself out there even um, thinking back on and exploring my own relationship with painkillers, like literal pharmaceutical painkillers, and how that's something that I, you know, was drawn to in my younger years. And so I, I see it as this just the the younger me or a, a part of me was really trained and programmed, um, like you mentioned, that we all kind of are to escape and numb that pain and you know how I learned that or where that came from I can't quite pinpoint other than social programming but you know I think it's um like even thinking of you know being on the eighth grade softball bus and having one of the the team moms you know bless her heart she had the best of intentions but she was passing around a bottle of ibuprofen to all of us graders because you know, knee pain or back pain or wrist pain. And it's like, we're in eighth grade, you guys. And like, you know, (laughs) you really have an eighth grade. And so, yeah, just, just thinking about all that is really interesting. Um, And I guess if I've had any, you know, air quotes fear throughout my wild pregnancy and thinking about birth and my ideal vision, it is, it is about, how the past version of me dealt with or actually didn't deal with pain and you know just wondering how that might come up for me in the birth space um and then also it's like i have that fear and that thought but then 
like the version of me that I am now kind of comes in and says, no, like we've moved past that. We've got this, like you have been, you know, sober from all substances um, for an amount of time that is something to be proud of. And you don't go to alcohol or dissociative states or any of that to numb any pain that you do feel now, you know, it's very, um, I guess, holding the ability to, to face, face whatever pain, be it emotional, physical, that comes up and just kind of find a way to, to work with it rather than trying to get away from it, I guess, like just holding it, you know, like, this is what it is for now. And it'll, it'll pass, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, hearing you say even it's like, obviously the pain in childbirth, um, it does have a purpose, you know? So it's like a lot of the other pain I've felt in life, you know, I guess you could argue that the emotional pain has made me who I am today and whatnot. And maybe my purpose is to help others. Um, but really, like, a lot of it doesn't seem to have a great reward or a real outcome or purpose. Whereas, you know, at the end of birth, the birth process, I get to hold my baby in my arms and yeah. this divine being that we've created. And um, so, yeah, you know, just kind of knowing knowing that it is purposeful and I can get through it. And I guess I'm just thinking more of it as I'm expecting and even a part of my vision is to expect to experience intensity, you know, more than than pain. Like I know that pain can and may be a part of it, but to me it's like, right, right. And being okay if it is, you know, um, but yeah, just kind of imagining this intensity of just life force rushing through me and this like, yeah, coming coming to terms with the real me and who I really am and what parts of me are still asking for that healing and being able to face that head on rather than running away because I don't see running away as an option in the birth space. Like it's just, we're going to get through this. So maybe that is the ultimate way that my, this version of me can kind of prove to the past version of me that we've outgrown running away from our pain. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that I think is really, I mean, I think it's going to be a beautiful experience for you because I'm just thinking like, We just have this idea that as soon as the pain hits, we're no longer safe. And, you know, I feel like it's so easy. I mean, I've definitely experienced my own version of pain avoidance throughout the course of my life um, and trying to numb the pain. And yeah, I mean, when you put it in those terms, it makes a lot of sense that I would numb birth. I mean, because that's what I always did. That's what I always wanted to do is just get away from the pain. And I think when it comes to birth, it's like you go through it, you survive it. And then you realize, oh, I can, I can survive whatever comes my way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And even to the pain piece, like I do, I do want to start contributing to the conversation of intensity in birth rather than pain in birth. Cause I feel like what we are exposed to can shape our experience, of course. And I don't want to just hear and speak pain into every woman's birth. You know? <laughs> and I do think that that's kind of the point that you come to. And there's a lot of experimenting that I kind of want to do in this realm. I'm like very in the beginning process of thinking through pain and childbirth and, mm-hmm. and trauma and intimacy, even kind of playing a part in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we do come to a point and I even noticed this in my birth where, yeah, it was a little painful and it was mostly just intense, but I felt like on top of the world, I was like in yeah. this doing great. And then a flip switched. Um, mm. and all of a sudden I was fighting so hard and I was like just waiting for it to be over um and I think that that was something that I sort of did to myself you know I think that was a, a choice that I made within that moment to basically decide that pain was going to be too much for me and that birth was going to be too much for me. And I think in being able to work through that and come out the other side and survive it, it did really shape my relationship with pain and, and choice. Um, and, and also the ability to like heal through pain as well. Um, Um, you know, so that's kind of, it's kind of like when you, are a kid and you scrape your knee and your mom pours like hydrogen peroxide on it and it hurts. Yep. You know, yep. that's, I feel like that was kind of my most recent birth. And I'm just so curious to continue, you know, learning about birth and going through it. And I mean, you know, kind of experimenting with the idea of, how much our mindset actually controls and how much our willingness to work with the pain actually contributes to flipping, flipping it around and making it intense, but maybe not excruciating and traumatic, which is birth often. And I don't think it needs to be that. Um, So. Right. It reminds me of how it's a choice to suffer or to be in suffering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Well, and how, I mean, even in my life right now, I realize how often the pain that I feel increases the more that I don't deal with what I'm facing mm-hmm. and the more I deal with it. The moment it just goes away and then yeah. I'm fine. So, Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. And it makes me feel that, you know, pain is this kind of physical signifier from our body that's actually pointing to something emotional and or spiritual, yeah. you know, and it's it's just asking to be heard. It's asking to be seen and validated. And yeah. I've experienced that too. The moment that you stop running from it and give it a voice and say, I see you, then it, it can dissipate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like magic. It just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you relate that back to parenting and this is is another thing that I really like about birth because ultimately parenting is my biggest passion, but birth is like the most monumental moment that affects the way you parent and when you make space for your big feelings and uncomfortable feelings in birth, you're learning how to do that for your kids. Wow. And when you face your kids and you face their feelings and you sit with them in their feelings and you let them express them, they feel better. But when yep. you try and silence them and you try and stop them and you try and keep them from having those big feelings, they get bigger. So (laughs) it really is all so related and it's all so connected. And I think that's really, if anything, the biggest message that I hope, you know, women can understand is that you can heal from anything, but the choices that you make in pregnancy and birth and postpartum affect everything. Um, and it's, it's important to consider when you're walking that path. Absolutely. That's powerful right there. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and I, it's kind of blowing my mind that this parallel at least has not come into my view until now. I mean, maybe I've seen it a little bit, but the fact that you're pointing out how related your birth experience and your parenting experience is and how mm-hmm. how much of an impact the way you choose to approach and treat birth has on how you approach and treat parenthood. It's it's just blowing my mind. Like why is that not talked about more? <laughs> you know? It's right. it's like obviously, of course, you know, but I it I don't feel that it's um a conversation that's had enough or is spoken loudly enough. So kudos yeah. to you for speaking on that and for all of us just sharing that message now to to those listening, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, it's really, there's a lot of new concepts that I've been thinking through, and this is definitely one of them. Because um, now that, I mean, I'm like six months away from my most recent birth, and like I said, it it showed me truth. Um, and I'm still learning new truths every day. And so this is one of those things where it just hit me one day and I was like, oh. And I mean, it was something where even my mom, who was helping me um, after my birth, she pointed out, she was like, you know, you're different. You're different mm. now. You're different this time. Um, and I've felt it in every moment of, I mean, even the contrast between me being pregnant and then after my birth, it is different. I am different. Um, I am a completely different mom for the better. And, you know, and again, that's why I I don't want to just say, oh, my pain should have never happened. How can I get away from it? Because I think it was that moment that I was feeling all the pain that I had ever needed to feel in my life. And then I released it and um, now it show up better, um, you know, for me, for my family and for my community. So. Wow. You're definitely doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I just think that growth is, is forever happening. And I think that yep. 
honestly, I think every single time you give birth, you just get better, um, especially if you're willing to embrace it. And I want to say, like, I think it's amazing that you are entering your birth and motherhood journey. I mean, I know that you guys already mm-hmm. parent, but um, but for this being your first birth, I think mm-hmm. this is a wonderful way to approach it. And if I could go back, you know, my husband was asking me earlier, um, you know, would you change your your first two births? Wow. And I said, absolutely. I would trade my, I, you know, no, I love my community and I'm so happy that I have it. And I'm really grateful that I'm able to connect on such an empathetic level, having been through it. Right. And at the same time, I would trade it all to take that experience away from me and my children and give them and myself something better. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think every woman should, should birth for the first time, the way that you are birthing. Mm, thank you yeah it's i mean it just makes me feel this like heart swelling when you're saying that because whether you realize it or not you you have impacted my choice so much by sharing what you have shared and you know i know you can't go back and redo your experiences but in a way you you are gifting that to me and i believe other women you know um through sharing that those raw emotions and that valuable information so you know it's it's happening vicariously it really is <laughs> and so. i think that really is you know i guess for all intents and purposes that's what makes it worth it right. uh, is just being able to say like you know i can't go back and mm-hmm. i didn't feel the intensity in that moment but i feel it now you know like every time Every time I I speak my truth, like I just recently did a podcast episode on epidurals and bonding, and that was a hard one for me to be able to say, what? I didn't get to bond with my first child. And I feel it and I see it now and I can change it and I can heal it and I can correct it, but I can't Mm -hmm. go back to it. So I think it's a wonderful gift because you won't have the option at home to get the epidural and to run away to face it. And I think that's beautiful. And I think in having that attitude for your very first time, you have all of the possibility in the world to create a beautiful moment for Mm. you and your child. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's really powerful. Yeah. And I, I also just want to add that I really feel that this baby has chosen this path as well, you know, as much as what I've learned from my outside world through, you know, resources like you and, and other books and things that I've listened to and read. And also, I feel that the true motivator underneath all of that is this baby is choosing how he or she wants to come into the world and how how he or she wants to exist in, in this world and as our child, you know, they are hungry and excited for this, this bond and this closeness and this gentle parenting that, you know, I... I don't think the version of me five years ago could have given to this child. And, you know, so it, it's, it's pretty amazing to think that 
you know, our kids do choose us and they do choose how they're born. And I know that can be a lot when it doesn't go the way that we might want or think. Um, but, you know, it's it's beautiful to share, you know, to think that even you and your journey with your other child that you're now repairing some of that bonding and getting the opportunity to work through that. And it's it's never too late, you know, and it isn't. I mean, as a 30-year-old, almost 30-year-old woman, truly, you could repair your relationship with your child anytime. Yep. And, yep. you know, see that in my parents. I see that with grandparents. I see that all over the place. Like, all mm -hmm. a child really wants is for their mother to love them. Yeah. So, and I do think, you know, I think that babies are probably the most intelligent version of, a human, um, of anything ever. And it is true. And I think that my, I think my oldest is one of the most resilient, honest, like wonderful people. And I think that he's strong enough to be the one to make me the mother I need to be. Um, and, you know, it's really not his responsibility it's something that, you know, I'm the oldest and you know, my, was, my mom was the same age um, as yeah. I was when she first gave birth to me. And, and I feel that role and I, I carry it and it's, you know, it's just part of my story. Yeah. And it is so interesting to think about like conscious conception because I know that's yeah. what guys have. And, and you know, your baby comes into your mind when... Mm when you're ready to be who they need you to be. Um, and I definitely feel that. And I feel that with my third and I feel that with my second and my first. Um, yeah. So yeah, really that's the other thing that I try and, and tell mothers who have been through it and who are dealing with that grief is that you really, you really don't need to cover yourself in guilt. It's not mm. really hard to feel guilty. Um, it's okay to, to be upset and to feel the guilt, but mm -hmm. if you carry the guilt and you don't move past it and you just, and you don't accept it as an inevitable part of your story, um, you could do what I did for many years, which is carry that guilt into your parenting. Mm. And, you know, that's the other piece is when you're a guilty parent, your main goal with your children will be to get forgiveness. And your no. children owe you that and they don't, they don't even really always know how to give that to you. Um, and it really actually gets in the way of being able to get to know them and be who you need to be for them and just say, you know what, I'm going to own my actions. You um. don't give me anything and, you know, let me just love you and call it a day. <laughs> wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, releasing releasing them from the weight of our own healing, essentially. You know, obviously they're a pivotal pivotal part of it. <laughs> but you know, yeah, releasing them from that uh, expectation. Expectation, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also just from our own perception of what they should be feeling. I think that's my mm. biggest thing that I'm going through right now is realizing what I'm perceiving they're going through 
could be nothing like what they're actually going through. So for me to be there for them in what I think they're going through really might not help them at all. And it might actually add stress and add pain to something Um, that is not stressful and not painful. So, wow. All the lessons. So humbling. Good. I know I'm, I'm feeling a a follow-up interview or episode on conscious parenting. Yeah gentle parenting yeah yeah i know it's uh i mean there's so many different aspects to birth and obviously being a mother and being a parent is one of them so absolutely yeah it really makes me think of you know the parallel you're drawing it makes me think a lot of that ultimate really that rite of passage but that transformation from maiden to mother and how you know, not to say that, obviously, this isn't even my place to judge it, but just observing your story, it sounds to me like the real shift for you happened in your third, your free birth of that really powerful transformation of like maiden no more. And now we're fully stepping into this super powerful mother goddess figure. Absolutely. I mean, I fought it for a really long time. Um, I really fought to have my space, have my time. And yeah, I mean, that's really, that's the big transformation that really happened is I finally was like, okay, I'm a woman. I'm a mother. I'm not a girl, not a little kid. This is who I am. And I'm either going to embrace it or I'm going to, I mean, essentially I'm probably just going to ruin my life because, my yeah. kids <laughs> you know, and I'll be stressed out all the time. And, you know, being a mother and embracing that is the most freeing feeling I've ever had. That's incredible. Wow. And ironically, I was fighting it to hold on to freedom. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. That's so funny. What we do to ourselves. (laughs) I know we're always just in our own way. We just need to, the more that we let go of, you know, I always, I've been trying to dabble in this concept and I don't know how to really speak it yet. So I'll just share it here for the first Mm -hmm. time. You know, there's that whole phrase where you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, But, and it's, it's never really sat well with me and I've figured out why. And it's because I don't really think we need to be pushing out so much. I mean, I think really what we need to learn how to do is empty our cup. So we're better at holding the space and receiving what other people have to give. And that I think is ultimately what I throughout my whole pregnancy. Now all of a sudden, and it is, and I notice that when I do that, I'm much more willing and able to hold the space for for my community, for my children, for my husband, for everyone around me, um, because I'm not so full of my own stuff that I want to put onto other people. You know, my own perceptions of what my kids need, my own perceptions or my own feelings of what other people are doing. It's not really, I mean, it's still there, you know, I'm still a human being that 
you know, the world revolves around me. Right. But, <laughs> um, but I'm able to step back from that a little bit more. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's where that intensity piece to birth and being able to birth following your own lead, I think really makes an impact because you can just push out everything literally and figuratively all oh. of <laughs> and then you're empty and you're ready to receive whatever your child has to give. So. so really you're seeing yourself as the cup rather than what's in the cup. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, good one. Yeah. And, that, and that's the simple, put it that's easily digestible that I just could not figure out. But yeah, I mean, mm. that's really, I think as mothers, that's kind of our job is to, you know, mothers and parents, that's our job to, to hold the space, not to mm-hmm. necessarily make the space, I suppose. Wow. That's amazing. Hmm. It, it makes me think too of how, I mean, I'm getting real deep on it now, but <laughs> how, you know, water will take up the form of whatever the container is. So like if you're the cup and you're allowing yourself to be kind of whatever container is needed for your husband, for your community, for your children, you're allowing them to fill that up in the way that is best for them, not like you fit into this little box, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's very true. And that is very true. I mean, yeah, because I think really all anyone wants, especially our children from us, is to feel completely seen for who they are, completely heard for who they are, completely loved for who they are. Um, Mm. And it's really hard to do that when you're so full of your own stuff and when you're unable or unwilling to to become who they need from you. Mm. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just to push the analogy further, Mm. you can't change the shape of the cup if it's already full of stuff. Exactly. So. Ooh, we are yeah. on to something. This is good. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> good for analogies. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I know I've learned a lot. I have too. <laughs> yeah. Such a pleasure to connect with you. It just, it feels very resonant to and natural to, to connect with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely what's a, yeah. What's a great way that people can connect with you? Yeah. I mean, really my stomping grounds is Instagram. That's, that's my main deal. That's where I love to be. Um, it's at your wild birth. Um, okay. I'm going to have a website as well that just kind of goes through all my stuff. Um, another great way to connect with me more one-on-one um, is through my new community, the wild birth community and that is opening, I think, tomorrow, actually. Ooh. You guys releasing this will probably already be open. Um, so, yeah, so that is open. That's on my website, yourwildbirth.com. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to be hanging out when I'm not on Instagram. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. And you've recently started your own podcast, right? I have. I know. I kind of yeah. forgot. 
So I also have a podcast, the Your Wild Birth podcast. I'm just on Spotify right now, but I'm working on getting it on all the platforms. Um, and that is basically where I answer questions in depth um, from my Saturday Q&As that I do on Instagram. Um, so that's another great place to listen to stuff I have to say. That's so awesome. And then I know I've personally really enjoyed uh, thumbing through your guides and those are still available on your website yeah. as well. Man, I need to hire you as a spokesperson. I got you, girl. <laughs> telling people, yeah. Yeah, so I do have my birth guides. I've cultivated them all into a birth method. Um, and these guides actually originally started with me writing on like college ruled paper all the instructions that my husband needed for my birth and then um, I just continued to research and look through all the information that I wanted to have and then I cultivated that into this wonderful method to help you really plan your dream birth and a blissful postpartum all the way from pregnancy and beyond. Um, and that is also kind of going through, this is the first time I'm saying this, but it's going through a little bit of a revitalization where I'm going to be turning it into a full-blown course where you'll still get the guides with all of the really good information, but then you'll also have some videos from me just to kind of help guide you through it. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on, but for now, the guides are still up and available on my website, yourwildbirth.com. And I think that's everything I have. <laughs> that's all I can think of. Yeah. So <laughs> that's amazing. Some really beautiful offerings. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. There, there are definitely labors of love. I enjoy mm -hmm. those. Yeah. It's amazing. You can tell, you know, you can feel it. And it's, um, I think that's important if you're going to be in, in my experience through this pregnancy, if, if I'm going to be taking in any information, I want it to be from, a really energetically high place and a, a place that comes from love, not fear, not authority. You know, it's um, this really empowering place of, you know, someone else is just kind of reminding me why I can believe in myself and why I deserve this love and this magnificence. So, yeah. yeah. You already you nailed it. <laughs> You already know what you're doing. You already know how to do it. Um, you know, you just need to surround yourself with people that can remind you of that, you know, kind of tune out the conditioning that we're all, you know, that we all have to deal with and then bring in better conditioning, really. Yes. <laughs> ourselves positively with, with positive input. Um, yeah. And that's really, I think that's the root of the birth method um is to just bring in that positivity so mm, absolutely yep you're definitely doing it and yep so nice to connect with you and and i know that the listeners of of alchemical wellness podcast here will will love connecting with you as well so i'm super grateful we we're able to to share this positivity and love that you radiate into the world even further yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I could literally talk about all of this all day, and I kind of do. Hey. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I definitely sent some more connection in the future. Yeah, For thank sure. you so much, yeah. Isabel. Yeah. Yes, thank you guys. Um, it was a pleasure.
Yeah, you too. We'll definitely be in touch. We were a little late getting it off, but we did send you some elixirs. So those should be, well, it sounds like you're not home now anyway, but when you, when you get home, hopefully they'll be waiting for you. And they should be um, there today. Oh, perfect. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking, uh, just looking through your website and each product I could see like, oh, Mm. this would be for pregnancy. This would be perfect for like birth. This would be perfect for postpartum. So um, I'm excited to dive into that and start. I mean, they look like they taste amazing. (laughs) So look like they would be so helpful for, for very specific Mm -hmm. points. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Our, our main principle, you know, with the alchemical wellness, it's encompassing the mind, body and spirit. So it's not just the, you know, physical herbal aspects of something which are vital and important, but also including the, the way that this synergistic blend of plants affects a person's energy and affects their, their, you know, spirit as well. So that's what we try to bring through any of our products basically and working with the plants in that way so that people can feel that on a a multi-level experience (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think that's amazing i mean i definitely am this person that i like to have my my good drinks and Mm -hmm. it's something that tunes me in to where i am and tunes me into what i'm doing um and yeah, I mean, I've noticed this about myself recently where I'm always gravitating towards like, where's the good drink where I can like sit down mm-hmm. and and be here. Um, yes. And yeah, so I think that being able to pair that with also having really intentionally chosen ingredients um, mm. for the purpose of really creating like ritual around what you're yep. doing. Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think that is really amazing because I'm not so well versed on herbs and you know herbalism, but it is something that I love when other people are, and then they can mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know yeah. what to have because um, I feel like my mind is so full of like birth stuff that I'm like I don't have room for anything else yeah. to do, and then I'll do it and I'll feel great and it's amazing. So yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm very appreciative for people like you who just hand it to me and a pretty package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what we're here for. And I think you you already do understand that that other piece of it, you know, that's the ritual. That is the part of herbalism that we see in modern herbalism that's kind of lost. You know, we're not meant to understand every single definition of the physical properties of what this plant does like yes that's helpful and and it's fun to delve into and it can be um very medicinal in that way but um you know our belief is that we're meant to commune with the plants just like we're you and i we're communing now with one another you know the plants are here for us and with us and if we feel drawn to a particular blend or a particular herb, it's, it's most likely the spirit of that herb that's, that's calling to us. And, you know, so you, you already get that when you're talking about having your ritualistic cup, whatever that may be. So that's, that's the part we're, we're hoping to bring back and, 
encourage people to reconnect with because it's not something that you can or have to learn. It's it's innate within all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. No, isn't that true with everything though? It's like, where's the research? Yeah. Where's the study? Where's the definition? Uh-huh. I'm even finding myself unlearning that and saying, you know what? Again, I already have the answers. Um, and I can, you know, it's really interesting. Like I love like neuroscience and stuff like that. Cause it really wow. brings me, it like proves what I already know, yep. which feels yep. good. You know, um, but at the same time, I'm constantly being, proven right and I think that's it's not to say like oh I just know everything but it's that I'm connected to something that we're all connected to Mm. and the more that you tune into that and the more that you prove it right you realize how uncomplicated things are and how Mm. how simple it is to just exist in the world when you just trust that you know what you're doing exactly (laughs) amen very good it's just inherent knowing it is tapping into yeah. your intuition yeah yep yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. so good yeah. Well, we'll have to do it again i'm gonna have to i'm working through like figuring out you know how to do like guests and everything i'm literally recording like my podcast on my phone and i don't really know totally how to make everything work but at some point i want to start doing guests and you guys will definitely oh thank you even letting me uh share your your birth story if it's oh yes yeah Um, i can't wait i'd love that yeah yeah that would be cool um but either way you'll just have to let me know how it goes i know you're getting i'm sure you're starting to feel like you're getting into that zone of just like birth times I knew I, I am. Yeah. Even today in particular, I felt very dreamy. So it's nice. I'm just embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And enjoy it. Like, I know everyone's going to say that. And this is completely unsolicited advice. So, <laughs> but that's something I want to either bring back or create or recreate is embracing the last few weeks of pregnancy again i fought that i was like no baby has to come here now i don't want to be pregnant anymore Um, even through a wild pregnancy saying oh your due date doesn't matter i was still like it's my due date get out now Um, (laughs) yeah i'm learning but yeah i mean i'm excited to be pregnant again and to embrace the last few weeks because they are so much more special than i think we give them credit for so yeah it does feel very very special right now yeah thank you that's great great advice (laughs) (laughs) i just gotta be careful giving it but i really i really believe that one so yeah it's powerful yeah there's there's no no need to be in a rush baby will come and I'm never going to experience this exact day or moment again. None of us are for that matter. So we might as well soak it up and enjoy it. Yeah. Right. On quantum time. Yes. Quantum time for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, well, let you go. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your days, your last days of pregnancy. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to sharing this episode. I think a lot of people, I mean, I think my audience will, love it as well so yeah thank you if you need any technical help later on setting stuff up or anything like that just let us know be happy to help 
Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. I know I'm like, so not good at tech. I should be like, I'm a millennial. Like I shouldn't be bad at this. <laughs> I'm embracing motherhood all of a sudden. I didn't know how anything works. Anymore. <laughs> so. Good for you though. Not yeah. letting that stop you. You know, I think so many of us are like, oh, I have to have it all figured out before I start my podcast. And it's like, you don't. So yeah. you'll, you're, you're doing it and that's great. Yeah. So I'm good yeah. at doing stuff, thinking through stuff. No, <laughs> doing stuff. I can do that. So, do you happen to know about human design? I do. Yeah, cool. I got. So that's my joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm a manifesting generator, which okay, yeah, really obvious. Yeah, I mean, I'm all <laughs> everything. I love I'm, it. Yeah, um, and my favorite energy. Yeah, it's uh. It's fun, you know, and once I learned about human design, that's when I really started embracing this about myself and I didn't feel so much shame about just like dropping stuff and then starting something else and whatever, yeah. except everything. But yeah. Um, so what about you guys? Yeah, I'm a projector. I'm a manifester. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband's a manifester and then my oldest is actually a projector. So. Oh, Wow. Yeah, we just read a in the book that we have called Understanding Human Design by Karen Curry. She has like a small section in there that's like parenting a projector and and she has it for each type. But yeah, it was really fascinating because our five-year-old is also a projector. And so it, it's just, yeah, that's wow. I better stop now because that's a whole nother topic, but it is amazing. Well, I'll have to read that. And then what's yeah. it called? It's called understanding. Yeah, I'll send it to you or I yeah. can even send you a picture of the section I'm talking about if you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to just get the book because I have I think my I think my middle is a manifesting generator as well. Um cool. and I haven't looked up my youngest. So mm -hmm. I'll have to go and see what he's got going on. He might be a generator. Yeah, I think it's really cool to have the opportunity to parent the type that you are, because what I'm realizing is it's bringing up this whole reparenting myself of like, oh, I can work with her strategy in the way I wish my parents would have worked with mine rather than like resisting it or having that shame. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's wonderful. It's just all the that can happen. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but anyways, yeah, I feel like this could be another five hours and I want to respect the time. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys again. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I look forward to connecting again. Thanks, Isabel. Yes. Thank you guys. Enjoy your day. You, yeah, you too. too. Talk soon. Bye. <laughs> oh, wow. So awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> so good. Ha, ha, ha.